And we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than Generous United. Generous United. They are a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic Canada. What they are dedicated to, what their mission is, all right? They want to make sure that prescription drugs are more affordable so we can all live healthier lives. Whether it's you, a loved one, a family member, it doesn't really matter who. We all need to start living a healthier life, especially during this pandemic right now. So a pharmacist, the person in your community who is also dedicated to making sure that you live a healthier life, they will team up with Generous United and make sure that you have an attentive, personalized service while you save money on your prescription drugs at the same time. Think about that. Two people, two professionals, all the pros they have working at Generous United and a pharmacist, someone that goes to school just to make sure that you are staying healthy. Two of those, two of those things coming together. Think about that. Just to make sure that you're living a healthier life and you could save money. That's, that sounds like the perfect deal if you ask me. So head on over to generousunited.ca. That's G-E-N-R-U-S united.ca and see if they have any prescription drugs that you Maybe use, maybe a loved one, maybe a family member, just someone that you know that could benefit from this product. Uh, remember, head on over, generousunited.ca. That's G-E-N-R-U-S, united.ca. Today's episode is also brought to you by Osprey Ridge Golf Course. It's no secret. The secret's out. Everybody knows golf has taken over Nova Scotia these past four, maybe yeah, three, four months. A- April till now. I don't know how many months that is, but... Golf is everywhere, okay? And where we're going to be playing this summer is at Osprey Ridge, a Graham Cook designed course located only 45 minutes to an hour outside the city. Depend, depends who's driving in front of you, but you can get there in 45 minutes. Beautiful course, family owned, so you know they take pride in it. I was there last weekend. The fairways are great. The greens are perfect. And I guarantee you will have a great time on their brand new renovated patio. Pick up a beer, two, three beer, four beer. Doesn't really matter. Who am I to judge? Have a good time. Enjoy. Maybe pick up a nacho. Uh, You and your buddies are going to enjoy your time at Osprey Ridge this summer. Head on over to their website. Book a tea time. Give them a call. And I swear you will enjoy your time. And you know what? You might see our sign on the fourth uh, the fourth hole there. You never know. Take a picture with it. A little marketing. Do whatever you want. Remember, Osprey Ridge, head on over there. We might see you there because we're going to be there all summer long. Man, welcome back. What a what an ad read there by the kid. Uh, what a night of hockey. What a night of sports. Sunday, you got golf, a little hockey action. Montreal, 3-0 in the series. I'm not, I'm not happy that... Uh, that series is tied with Colorado Vegas, but what are you going to do? A uh, little adver- You know what? That's the thing. A little adversity, I think, is great for uh, a team like Colorado. After sweeping the St. Louis in the first round, a little adversity over Vegas. Uh, I don't want to jinx anything, but uh, you know, I, I hope uh, Colorado pulls through. Obviously, with the maritime connections with uh, with that team, but uh, and then you had that boxing. I don't even know what that was. Boxing. The what was it? Logan Paul, one of the Paul brothers, the the guy that filmed the people in the woods there versus Floyd Mayweather. You know, it's, I don't know what that sports come to boxing, but you know, whatever. If you want to pay fifty bucks to watch two people go at it like that, you give her, you have fun with that. Um, I didn't watch the highlights of it yet, but I know it took over social media yesterday. But it was good stuff, I guess. Today on the High Button Podcast. I don't know if you've been living under a rock, but this guy's, uh, I guess if people talk about making moves, this is probably the number one guy in the the Atlantic Canada region that is, is making moves in the hockey world. 
uh, I don't even really know how to describe him. I've known him. I've known him for a, a good portion of my life. I've played against him. Um, maybe you know, three, four years ago, he really took a big step into taking his hockey career to the professional level. Uh, Brennan Sonier. Uh, this past year, he signed an AHL contract with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And he just became a fan favorite. Once again, a maritime guy going into an organization and just becoming extremely liked, working his bag off. You see these highlights on Twitter uh, and on Instagram of him doing anything to, to win. And that actually earned him another contract in the AHL with Lehigh Valley again for next year. Um, if you're looking at the Philadelphia organization, like the NHL team, I don't know how they did this year. I'm sure they did pretty well, but you, you, you just talk about a spark that a guy like Brennan Sonier brings to his team and brings to an organization. Every time I saw him on Twitter or just any social media platform, he was just always effective. Um, we've had Trevor Steinberg on this podcast a couple of times, uh, the, the historic uh, coach for the St. Mary's men's hockey team for I forget how many years, a lot of years. And, and Trevor's just a huge fan of Brennan, Brennan and the way he plays and the attitude that he brings to the rink each and every day. Uh, so we're excited to have Brennan on. Uh, if you don't know, his sister is Jill Sonye, the women's national hockey team player that is also from here. If you don't know who Jill is, you're also living under a rock. So uh, great hockey family. They lived in Halifax their whole life. I'm excited to know uh, the Sonye family, and I'm excited to have Brennan on the podcast. It's going to be a great episode. Dudes is back. We got all three of us here on the podcast. It's going to be a good one. Here we go. You know what comes next. Boom, we are going, Sons. Welcome back. Thank you. How many years has it been since you and Jill were in the basement? Three? It's probably, yeah, probably probably four years. I think I was in my senior at school, and we just kind of came on and, and talked in a little Alabama, bit. Yeah. yeah, I was down in Alabama, so it's good to be back. We've, uh, you know, we, we've done some things since then, so it's good to see you boys, obviously. The OGs when I was playing growing up. Yeah. And um, beautiful studio. I appreciate that. Thank so you happy very much. to see, you know, how far you guys came with this, and and um, no, just happy to get on and, and share my story, and hopefully, you know, what I mean, maybe maybe a kid needs to hear what I have to say and, 100%. and get some inspiration from it. I love having reoccurring guests on, even if it's been three, two, four, how many years it's been, and you you see the development as a person, as a hockey player, maybe both, or even just as a company. We had a guy on the other day who we had on two years ago, and it's crazy to see you know the development of of how a person can grow with their business, with their with their profession, whatever it is. So to have you on three, four years later, however long it's been, it's just great to, to be able to see the change in a person and, and in the career. So. I guess to start off the podcast, I want to say congrats on a, I guess, I don't even know. I, I feel like from that podcast onwards, it was just able, you're able to see your grind clearly. You're able to see you're a guy like you put your head down and work your ass off to get to where you're at now. Um, could I have called this? No. Could anyone have called this? No. Um, but with that being said, each and every person in the world has a drive. Each and every person has that one thing to put their head down and go, I'm going to try to get better. I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do that. And it's different for everyone. So I guess the first question is, well, what was your moment of, you know, Brendan, I got to put my head down and I got to achieve my goal of, of playing professional hockey. When, when did you think that, that hit on the head for you? Well, there was, you know, you grow up playing this game and like, you know, end goal is NHL, right? But like I've had so many setbacks in my career where like I don't think there was that one point where I had to you know what I mean kind of look myself in the mirror and say 
you know, we need to, you know, we need to do this differently or this differently. Like there wasn't that moment. I've had so many of those moments, <laughs> you know? Mm. So, um, no, I guess like when I came on the podcast, I was just coming off my senior year at school, Alabama, at Alabama. And I mean, my first time where I thought maybe, um, I had a chance at pro hockey was after my junior year when I got invited to, um, one of those NHL development camps, Montreal, Montreal. Yeah. And just being a small, smaller school, smaller school D1 guy, like not no one from my programs going to these schools. So, I mean, um, you kind of get encouraged by that saying, you know, maybe I'm, you know, I'm sticking out somehow. Like, you know, they like what I see, you know, Brennan, like maybe you bring, you know, you could maybe you possibly bring like this. You might be a better pro than college player. You mm -hmm. know, that's kind of like what they were seeing in me. So that was kind of like. Okay, like I am gonna, I am gonna take around at this pro hockey thing. So then, after my senior year, yeah, um, just like a lot of guys that I played against, like in my conference, non-conference games, Big Ten, like big schools, a lot of these guys are signing these contracts, and I'm just not getting mine. Like mine's not coming in. Um, you know, I, w I don't think I deserve deserve an NHL deal coming out of school just because my production and you know, you, the way I play the pro game, you can't, you don't get rewarded for that playing that in college, like Definitely a hard awesome. game, right? Like, mm -hmm. and like for me, you know, trying to stick out to scouts and show them like that I do, you know, can play on the edge and play that hard game. Like, um, you know, if I finished a good clean hit in school, like I'm, I'm gone from the game. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is ridiculous. So here, like, here's a quick story about just like playing the hard way. So after my freshman year, I got really sick mono my freshman year. I was out of, I didn't play a game for I think a month and a half. Didn't go to class for a month and a half. <laughs> Honesty, love it. Anyways, so like freshman year kind of chalk. Sophomore year we come back in, have a good summer. And first month of, of that season, I was uh, WCHA player of the month. Wow. Playing at, Huntsville, Alabama, the like, the bottom feeder of, of that team. And, like, that was just, like, that was one of those moments where you're, like, okay, I can play. You know, like, everything that you tell yourself, you know, if you're getting – if you want to get to where you want to go, you have to be your biggest fan. you got to – you know, you got to really believe in yourself. So that's kind of, like, one of the first moments where I'm, like, okay, I, I am a player. I am what I think I am. Um. I gotta you know, stop you there. That's an exciting moment. Yeah, let me. Yeah, let me finish That's, this. Let me finish okay. this really quick. Okay, okay. Um, because after that month, where I'm fired up, coaches are all fired up. You know what I mean? They're getting calls. Who's this kid? Yeah. After I get that accolade, and I'm on top of the world, ready to have a big sophomore season. Who knows? Maybe sign after my second season. Maybe this is you know. Mm. Um, because I always, you know, I love the North American like junior game pro game just like the physicality of it compete everything right like i'm in school to hopefully get a look at playing like the kind of hockey yeah it's that stepping I've stone i've always wanted to play anyways that first game after that big month i hit a guy clean hit no penalty on the play that night my coach comes into my hotel room and says you just got suspended for two games two games in a 30 game schedule are big like are big games <sighs> So, like, I come back after those two games. I'm not lighting it up right away. Fuck. Like, I fall into, a, like, a little bit of a slump. 
then i'm then then six games goes by then a month and then i'm like you know and then you're on the background of the season and i haven't really done anything since and it was just like yeah it's just one of those things where like and i never really found it that year the rest of the year and that's just like one of those things where like you don't get rewarded like for playing the hard way at school not and i'm not taking anything away from the college game mm -hmm. so much skill so much speed unbelievable players come out of college but like for me to showcase everything i can bring just wasn't the place. just no did i have another avenue no college was where i needed to go well you take that if you got it right like right so at least you had that moment that was yeah. yeah. It's like that moment of knowing, okay, I can play this pro game. It's the it's just the reassurance you have to have with yourself because you can, like I said, be your biggest fan and you know I'm gonna get here, I'm gonna do this, you know. You tell yourself that, but unless like, unless you go out and and do it, like then it's just words. Like you need to go out and actually have a product that you know what I mean that yeah. you can say like, okay, I I can play. Was there anything I know coming back to the the Maritime Provinces, Halifax, I guess, for those training sessions to be on the ice with Sid and those boys? You're around. You're around perfection. You're around guys that are the best in the world. And I saw you were on the ice a couple of times with those guys. And being on the ice with them is great, I'm sure. But is there anything off the ice that you learned about maybe the discipline side of the game? I don't know if those boys are you know getting after it. I, I don't know what I don't know anything about that and their lifestyle and things like that. But was there anything that you learned about the the, the discipline side of being a pro hockey player? Um. Yeah, honestly, I can't like I've I haven't been around those guys too much, but like but you must have picked up something. But just like, like in those couple skates, like just the compete and like these guys like. Like, they're best friends. Like, obviously, they're probably so happy for each other. But at the end of the day, like, they're all competing to bring a Stanley Cup home. Mm -hmm. And, like, I couldn't imagine, like, the bragging like other. the bragging rights, like, in the summer for those guys. So just to, like, see the way that they work against each other mm -hmm. as, like, good friends, like, that was inspiring to know, like, okay, when I'm having practice reps wherever I am, like, whoever I'm up against, like, there's something on the line. You know, Always. like, I, I'm getting better this rep. Like, that puck's mine. And, like, that's just kind of the work ethic that, like, those guys kind of brought. Yeah. Um, but a good story on that was, like, um, that was after my first year pro, if you want to call it pro. It was after college where I didn't get an American League deal. So we talked about the NHL deal wasn't there. I was like, okay, like, I'd be really happy with American League deal. American League deal wasn't there. American League AHL ECHL two-way wasn't there and I thought like coming out of school like if you don't get one of those deals to really set yourself like to get an opportunity to show yourself at the biggest stage like it's harder because every so if I'm going to start in the ECHL yeah like that's two that's two leagues I need to climb to climb before getting a look up there mm -hmm. so you know I wasn't happy with my agent I didn't think um you know, I just kind of, I was in school, I just kind of grabbed an agent, like, after my junior year when um, a couple NHL teams were looking, you know what I mean, to bring me into camps and, and stuff. So I just, like, kind of got a guy, you know, from the States, just, like, literally looked up, like, hockey agents. I was just going to ask you. Like, I'm a kid in school, like, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in business class, and, like, my phone's ringing, I'm just like, I'm not supposed to be doing this, you know, like. Googling I agents. Just, I'm going, I'm playing, like, who's, someone take these calls for me. So I just got this guy, and, like, anyways. Um, ECHL was the only option coming out of school, which like, 
you know, that's that's all I that's all I probably deserve just with my with my numbers. Anyways, so I got rid of that guy, signed my own ECHL deal. Cause what I was what like, do you mean by that? How, mm-hmm. I just fired my agent. I said, I can get my own ECHL deal. I'm signing with the Florida Everblades, who is probably the best team in the ECHL most years, and they send the most guys to AHL, NHL level. I got, so I, I got those dogs upstairs. I just got to – those fucking dogs. Sorry, I keep going. Anyway, so I signed that deal. I have a good summer. Um, I go into camp, have a really good camp. At the end of camp – um, this year, Florida is a double affiliate, which means they have t- two AHL clubs that they send their prospects down. So a, du- a double affiliate is affiliated with two AHL clubs. So at the end of training camp, Florida sent down probably eight or nine AHL forwards, whether they are on AHL deal or NHL deal, bumping me out of a spot because I'm, you know, just on an ECHL contract. Like it doesn't matter how good I was yeah, or like. What I showed at they camp, they needed to be in. These guys are on these deals. There's no way I'm taking a job over these guys. It's just how how it works. And a training camp, Brennan. I'm um, sorry this happened. We didn't expect it to. We got to release you. Good luck. So now you're in Florida. So now I'm in Florida. With release a- the team travels. I'm in Florida. I have to call my agent now that I fired, <laughs> with my tail between my legs, like. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Oh, no. It's like a walk of shame. This guy's like, Brennan, all these teams, like, are already picked. Like, no one knows anything about you. You know what I mean? You're just like, you know, it's hard to sell a guy, like, who is from a small school, signed an ECHL contract, just got cut from his ECHL team. Like, no one's, like, running, running to sign a guy like that, right? Like, they don't know me or anything. So anyways, that agent sends me over to to North Sweden, dude, just dark all year long, just like just wasn't anywhere where I was supposed to be. And I was like, this is this isn't how it was supposed to Did go. You say North Sweden? Yeah, I was up in like nor- the north part of Sweden. Okay. Sweden's beautiful, though. Like I loved Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Sweden was great away from the hockey. Anyways, so we're over in Sweden now. And again, I was just like, this guy sent me sent me to die (laughs) this guy this guy was basically like f you kid like i'm gonna send you like wherever i send you good luck you know (laughs) he doesn't even know if there's hockey talk to you never (laughs) send me my check kid after you just canned him Mm -hmm. go abs (laughs) anyways so again i'm over there i'm on my own i'm playing in this league i don't belong in i'm like um doing like just getting crazy numbers and i'm just like who knows? Like, I'm over here. Like, let's just make the best of it. Let's work, work, work. And try to move up levels here. Like, well, why not? As, we, kn- as we know, just from guys like Dixon and Gordon from around here, like, there's money to be made over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm kind of just, like, doing research or whatever. Just, like, the owner of whatever club I was on was like, we got to get you out of here. Like, Why did he say that? He was just like, you can play, like, and, you know, this guy brought, you know, this guy, my agent was friends with probably this owner and was just like, you know, just send him a guy, just send him a North American guy. He's like, um, he's like, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to introduce you to um, this guy who works at Newport, big agency, Mm -hmm. reps like Carlson, all these big guys. He's like, I'm going to introduce you to this guy and um, he's going to take care of you. 
these stories are so funny, man. I love it. This is <laughs> They're awesome. so funny, man. So I meet this agent. This agent doesn't speak English. <laughs> We're at dinner. <laughs> They're talking. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm sitting there like this, just like twiddling my mm. thumbs, like with my two hockey bags, because I'm ready to go somewhere. All I got is two hockey bags. You brought bags, your shit with Two you? hockey bags, one with hockey gear, one with my Xbox and my shoes. And In clothes. the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready to go play. <laughs> this guy's like, uh, at the end of this dinner, this guy's on the phone the whole time. He's got me a deal. Top league in Norway. Good league. Good money. Like, more money than I would have made playing in Florida if I never, you know, if I didn't get called up that first year pro. More money. And I was like, that's why, you know, you got to think that there's, like, someone's pulling you along. Someone's looking out for you, right? Like, maybe oh. maybe the Florida thing. Maybe I could have got her. Like, you know, maybe it wasn't it for me. Maybe, like, this is where I'm supposed to be, over in Europe making money for the next 10 years. That's the mindset you got to have, though, right, when you're going after stuff. You got to be, you got to be optimistic, man, and you got to work. Um, <laughs> so now, here we go. All I know is I'm going to Norway. <laughs> this is my first time in Europe. <laughs> By yourself. Yeah. I was like, how am I getting there? <laughs> He's like, yeah, there's, like, trains and buses. So here I go. I'm heading down to the, uh, <laughs> heading down to the train station. So it's like, I didn't sleep that night. Like, middle of the night, I'm on a train. I'm heading down to, like, Stockholm. And then from Stockholm, I'm going to get another train to Norway. <laughs> anyway, so we get to Stockholm. This is like 12 hours into my departure up to Norway. And um, so we get off the first one. And I'm, it's like no one's around. A couple of people are around. And they're like, Brendan, or uh, they were like, uh, I'm asking them. I'm like, I need to get to Oslo, Norway. And they're like, oh, like. Uh, a train will take you to Oslo, Norway. I was like, a train, or sorry, a bus. A bus will take you to Oslo, Norway. I'm like, I was like, I thought I was just taking trains. Everything's in Swedish. Like, nothing's in English. And <laughs> like, oh I, like I said, I got my two bags <laughs> and my sticks <laughs> and a dream. <laughs> Anyways, so we get there, and I'm looking, and they're like, the train station is a mile away. And I know, like, and I'm looking at the thing. I'm like, that leaves in, like, half an hour. No chance. <laughs> half an hour hour whatever it was so i just book it with my bags it's the middle of winter it's freezing it's freezing and i'm running to the, the bus station you ran there yeah with my shit i get there and i'm looking boys i pull up to this bus station and this bus station was like a metro transit bus station i look on like maps or whatever connect to wi-fi because i don't have a phone yet <laughs> i'm in like a coffee shop across like looking it up so then um I was like, there's no way one of these Metro Transit buses is take me to a different country. And then and then I go and talk to a bus driver and she was like, no, that's like a bus, but it's take it's picking you up at the train station because it's like a, a Greyhound, like what we travel in junior with. I was like, you're kidding me. I don't know. So I got like I got like 15 minutes to make this train. <laughs> so here we go. Two bags <laughs> ripping back, dude. At one point, I just drop all my shit. I'm just like looking at the sky like I'm going home, man. I'm in Stockholm, Sweden. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, there's got to be an airport here. Like, get me the, <laughs> yeah. get me the fuck home. <laughs> there's got to be an airport. You got to run to it. right? Yeah. Anyways, I end up making it like it's like literally pulling off as I get up, get there and like. He lets me on. Here we go. Now we're going to Norway. I wake up. I'm in a different country. I get off the I get off the uh, the train or the bus, sorry. <laughs> and the logos of the uh, there's a car with the logos of the team I'm supposed to be playing for. They're like Sonye. I'm like just woke up. I don't know what day, what time it is. Obviously they knew like, it was you. With me, with me. 
<laughs> we go right to the rink, meet the coach. Um, um, and he's like, uh, how are you feeling? I was like, I'm feeling all right. He's like, okay, well, we have practice in, in, uh, in an hour. <laughs> this is, <laughs> in an hour, this is, which is my tryout. So I have to give my first impression off of, like, the hell day I just had. Off and the, like, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm doing okay. <laughs> Anyways, so it was just, like, that's just another funny story of me, like, just, like, over there, like, grinding it out and, like, showing up there. Like, now I got to go out there and actually impress these guys. Like, it was just, like, one of those fucking – it was so crazy. Any man. Canadians in the room when you get in there? That's a great question, Belly. So there was actually <laughs> two guys, three guys, um, three Canadians, and that coach was uh, – was a North American guy too. Oh, he coached awesome. at like the AHL or ECHL level the year before. That's why he wanted a North American. And then guy. I'm there, and <laughs> they actually just lost a guy. A guy left to go back home. Yeah. So like I was like coming in to take his contract, and I was like, I was there for a month, man, and it was like apartment was on, but like beautiful apartment. I'm just outside Oslo, like beautiful place. I got a brand new SUV. Like I'm gonna be making money. I was like, this is it, man. And if you have a big year in this Norway league, like you can go to like um, top league. You know, in, in Sweden, in Germany, in KHL, like, I was, like, I was happy to be where I was at. Yeah. Especially after all the shit he just went You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, like, you know, it was worth it. Like, I'm here now. I'm ready to play. So, I have them. Um, so, once I arrive there, they got to work. They got to get my working visa. Because I went over there. Like, that first team I was playing on, I was just, like, literally making cash under the table. Like, yeah, anyways, <laughs> it was a little corrupt. So, they're work. <laughs> so, I'm out there. Like, coaches ask me where I play. Like, power play. I'm doing well. Like. I'm skating well, something to prove, like, big ice, I can skate, I'm feeling good. With the North American guys, too, so I feel like I'm kind of in, like, that kind of dressing room again. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like at home, but so far away, but at home. And these guys were wicked guys to me. They knew what happened, like, in North America, and, they, you know, that, that shit happens, Sons. Like, we've all, like, yeah. you know, we've seen it, we've been through it. Anyways, I'm, um, I'm in there, I'm working power play, I'm feeling good, I'm with the boys. A uh, week goes by, they haven't got this visa done. How much time do you have left before you get, like, deported or whatever? Two weeks go by. <laughs> visa's not done. A month goes by, and I'm not – and I'm just, like, getting worried. And the and the guy, the owner of that team brings me, and they're like, Brennan, like, these visas take a long time to process. We need a guy to come in and help us right now. We got to let you go. Oh, because you couldn't play. You couldn't play without a visa. We got to let you go. Oh, my God. After you just get on a roll. And I'm like, <laughs> two bags, back on the shoulders. Again. Where's the train station? <laughs> I'm back on the trains, boys. <sighs> Anyways, to wrap this long story off, sorry, I like. No, I'm man, going I love on. it. This I'm is going great. On. This you is guys, all about. Yeah. You guys can clip this shit. Oh, we're definitely going by. to. Um, anyways, I end up just like, you know, at this point, I'm just crushed. So I like, I go back to the team I was just on in Sweden. I make it back there because like. Those guys, like, they're just wicked guys, man. Just, like, they, they just, like, they, they love me, and, and it was good. I was having fun there. So I went back there. To Sweden? Back to Sweden, okay. and then a team, once I got there, like, a weekend, I was like, I can't stay here, you know. I was just like, I'm not making money. Like, it's just like, I'm just wasting my time. And it was a team in uh, the net, like, the high, like, a higher level in Sweden actually called me and was just like, because the, the agent went dark, obviously. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never heard of you before. No, no. I'm on my own again. <laughs> Anyways, so then they were like, um, we'll pay you, like, whatever you would have made in the ECHL. Because it's around Christmas time, actually. I was going to come home and see maybe, you know, maybe Newfoundland or maybe a team would let me come in for a tryout or something, right? Yeah. 
and they were like, we'll pay you what you make in ECHL just to stay, you know, just to stay here. You're a good player, blah, blah, blah. So um, I ended up going, getting on a train and going down to that team. It was like South Sweden, uh, finished the year there. It was good. And then, and then I came home and I thought that was probably it, right? Like after your first year pro pretty much, I you had thought like, that was it. I don't know if that was it, but just like all signs from the hockey gods after a season like that is kind of like, um, you know, shut it down. You know, you have a degree, you know, you know, full scholarship, four years. Like you can hang your hat on that. You know, like you did, you did something with the game. If you know, you can get your education p- p- uh, paid for, you know, and compete on that level. Anyway, so I would start working at um, at a bank, just like being a teller. Like I remember this. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not training. I'm working now and um, I'm back home and I'm just like just going a little crazy. Just like depressed. Yeah, Yeah. just like the bank will do that to you. I was in that boat, too. The bank bank will do that to you. I think whatever it was, just like that transition um, of not playing, man. Well, the transition from being in the room with the boys to a bank in a lunchroom. Yeah, it, it was another thing like I didn't I didn't. Yeah. Like, this was just something temporary, though. It was like, I just jumped in, you know, I didn't... When hockey ends, like, I know there's going to be something for me. There's something for everyone. Like, but I didn't take any time to really research and, like, find out what kind of career I wanted to. I feel like a little part of me kind of knew, you know, when when that, when that those... Tr- <laughs> when, like, it's time to go for hockey again, something might happen, you know? Like, yeah. so I'm there just kind of working, learning. Um Anyway, so a kid that I played at school with over this, when I'm working and I'm not training, he calls me. He says, Son's like, where are you playing next year, blah, blah, blah. I said, I'm not. He said, yes, you are. He goes, I'm going to get you a tryout here in Rapid City, South Dakota. And um, East Coast? ECHL. um, That's where he played the year before. We graduated school together. And his first year, he signed there to play there. Had a good year. and you know, and and I was over there overseas. So he said, "I'm going to bring you, uh, I'm going to bring you to tryouts. I'm going to get the coach. The coach will give you a, a tryout." So now he's your agent. So yeah, my buddy's my <laughs> agent. <laughs> I've always been my own agent. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, man. Mm-mm. No, please. <laughs> um. So then I just get back in the, you know, I get a little, like kind of fired up again, right? Like go in there and you know prove something and and get on that stage. Like anyway, so I. Um, I talked to like the bank manager and I was like, you think you could cut my hours back? Like, so I could get in the gym. So like, and I'm going like, I'm going back to the gym. Like I'm training with like Drake Batherson, like Jesus. Mike O'Leary, like Luke Green, like these guys like are all playing in the AHL, like training. These are my boys. So we're working. Like we go there 7am. Like we're working hour and a half, two hours with Pat Busby. Got to shout out my trainer. Shout out Pat. Shout out Pat. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah. And so I'm we're we're in there like in the trenches every morning after the workout ends. I'm showering up. I'm suiting up and I'm going to the bank. <laughs> the boys are all going to get breakfast at Ardmore, fucking going to the beach. Like I'm getting in my suit and I'm going to the bank to work, man. I yeah, got, I'm going for a run after. this. Oh, yeah. I love this. Right <laughs> how now. how I relatable this. is this for you? So hey? relatable. Oh, as soon as you brought it. up the bank. I love it. It's just like, yeah, this is just like, yeah, because I'm like real life in it. But like, I'm still like, I still got that fire, man. Well, you just got it back. That's the I thing. I got it back, and I'm so excited. Anyways, so um, Nate comes in 
Nate and Sid came in with Andy O'Brien to the gym we train at um, for like a week. I don't know if they had a big group there. I think maybe like Traveris and those guys were in for the, for like the week. You know how they come in yeah, and skate yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think they just needed a bigger space. And I know Nate just from, you know, growing up playing against Nate. Like he was a 95 and he was playing with the 93, 94s when he was with Cole Harbour. Scoring so. 95. And, and, he, and he was a little guy. And, like, I was the, I was a little guy because late birthday, like, late to grow. So, like. Fuck, you were the little guy till you were, like, 22. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm still growing. 27. Still having a puberty. <laughs> but uh, he just, you know, we were just, you know, just chatting, man, shooting the shit. And um, he was, like, uh, I asked him if uh if they were skating that week and he was like yeah we're skating today and i was like i got my gear in the truck it's on my shoulder I got, obviously i got my bag <laughs> yeah it's on my shoulder i got my xbox here too if yeah. you want to play <laughs> i got my bag i always got my bags man always got my skates yeah, he's ready it. to go he's I like yeah it. come out and dude i just like went out there man i was just like and i knew like half the guys already like Logan Shaw, uh, Drake, yeah, like yeah, I said, like yeah. all those guys. So like, that's a big moment for you though. When he says, "Yeah, come out." It's yeah, come out. Time. Oh yeah, yeah that's dude. a big moment. Yeah. So like, I'm out there now, and like, um, like we're just, you know, we're just, it's practice, man. We're skating, we're snapping around. I'm out there, I'm looking like that's 87, like that's <laughs> Nate, like you know, we're just like, it's just hockey, man. We're having fun, like competing, and then like a couple weeks after that, everyone goes off to their training camps, man. And I'm just, I go into Rapid City, and I just like. I'm just feeling it like I'm just training and I knew I had to make that team and like so much anxiety knowing if this I don't make time. if I don't make this team man like that's it that's probably it here's your second second chance yeah so yeah if I don't make this team man and sure enough like have a great camp end a camp like they send a few guys down from they're affiliated with Arizona so like some Arizona Tucson guys come down and I'm kind of like on that bubble I know I am we've been here before but yeah we've <laughs> been here before anyways um, that coach keeps me on the team and we go into the season and I'm just like, uh, playing limited minutes, like, um, just like, ha you know, haven't really found my stride yet. And I know like at any point, like if Tucson sends the guy down, like that's, that's my job. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going home and that's it. So like, I think like a few weeks into the season, like, I just, like, I start chipping away. Like, I think, like, probably, like, every second, third game, like, I chip in a point. I'm, like, playing limited minutes. I, I was, like, I know, like, I can – I'm capable of having a big night here. Like, just waiting. Just wait, you know, waiting, like, just playing hard, right? Defensive hockey, like – and I, sure enough, like, I think, like, two, three weeks in the season, like, I score a hat trick. And then, like, after that, like, we're just building off that, right? You build off these, like – Small victories. These, yeah, these small victories, man. Mm -hmm. you, you just bank those, right? And you oh. get, build confidence off them, and you just keep working. And then I think, like, after that, like, I start getting some power play time, man. I start fighting at home, like, just becoming, like, a fan favorite there in Rapid City. Um, it's around Christmas time. And um, I think, like, I'm getting, like, I'm probably pushing close to, like, 20 goals, man. Like, I'm playing well, like, feeling good. And, like, this, like the HL look hasn't come, right? Like, you're in the ACHL to go to the AHL. You're in the AHL to go to the NHL. 100%. And, like, obviously, like, getting a little frustrated, like, that I'm not getting, you know, I still don't have an agent. <laughs> but I hope, like, you know, I'm, like, hope my coach, like, if he gets a call, like. Yeah, he's you know, your agent. Yeah. He, yeah. He's yeah. my agent, right? Like, I don't need anyone. Um, It was around Christmas time, actually. My coach pulled me in. He goes, yeah, you just got invited to the All-Star game. Oh, baby. Hey. 
I'm fucking baby. The, the league I I didn't belong in, only a few months ago. Now I'm now I'm going to the All Star game. That'll get you going in the drawer as well. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at your hand right now. You're shaking. Call like, the just telling this story right and now. And I mean, like, like it, it, well, think it, just talking about the story. You just went from, like, you're on the bus in yeah. Europe to now you're in the East Coast I mean, of the big, All-Star game. Pitch, I'm a little bit shaking myself. Like, I'm myself, just sitting so. here. Big picture, like, it's e- it's ECHL. And, like, I'm around guys who are, like, you know, NHL, AHL, you know, um, you know, big names. So, like, big picture to me, like, it's, like, yeah, it's very cool, but, like, it's just a sm- it's a small accomplishment. This is one right? step. Like it's just like it's nothing to like hang your hat on. Like you yeah, got You got to celebrate the little things. You can't tell me you weren't. But a yeah, man, so he just fired up. We had a anyways. So, um, cut me off if I'm rambling too, boys. Like I want. Oh man, got, I got nothing to have, say. I got nothing. To I got say. I got time too. I'm on EI. I got time. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, so we finished that season. We finished it really strong, man. And I just like I laid out some like some some pretty good work like to have a look in the American league. And I knew some teams were like kind of interested. Like yeah. I just got one question about the all-star game in the coast. Yeah, like, go ahead. is it a, a serious game? Like I know I look at the NHL all-star game and yeah. the boys are just out there having some fun. Like is the East coast all-star game? Like are those boys going at it? Like, is it a, a good game? Or no, no, it's one of the, it's the same. It's the same kind of all-star game it's as just the fun. NHL, yeah. NHL, any kind, but it's like one of those things where you don't want to go out there and, you know, be back checking hard and like being an asshole. Cause yeah. it's kind of like beer league. So yeah, it's just it's an all star <laughs> game, and like y- you don't want to go out there and piss anyone off, but like there's NHL like scouts, like scouts, coaches, like it's a big event, right? Like right. you don't want to you don't want to be that guy, but you also want to be noticeable. Let me ask you this though yeah. before you continue: Did you go no Bucky and warm up? <laughs> no, I wore Bucky. You know, <laughs> all those rookies in the NHL were no Bucky, man. I hope that's just like, I hope that's like just veterans telling them like that's what you're, I was gonna you're say. not wearing a Bucky, man, because like. <laughs> Have have some respect <laughs> for the game. Anyway. Anyway, so after the All-Star game, great experience. And then I'm just like, after that, I'm f- I'm feeling good, right? Just like offensively, just beating everyone up. Like just playing, you know, just, just playing the kid's game, man. Just playing the game I watch. You know, I love it. Maritime grit. Maritime grit, baby. <laughs> and I know, like, I knew I was getting these goals, right? Like. You know, offensively, I'm really producing. A lot of guys in the ECHL are producing. Mm. You know, not a lot of guys are producing and sticking up for their teammates and sticking up for themselves. So I saw, like, that's going to be my niche where, like, I can come in. Like, I'm trying to get looks from the HL. This guy can score, plays hard, good skater. Finish hits. Finish hits, sticks up for his team and himself. Like, he can play on any line, and I think that's versatile. Because there's a lot of guys in the ECHL that are getting 30 goals, but they're not going to get top six minutes in the AHL. No. So what are they going to do in a bottom six role? That's what I mean. You got to be like you got to be able to adapt to the, your surroundings. You got to be right? versatile, right? Like yeah, that's the word. Yeah, like you just got to be a guy like that. The coach know like knows like yeah he's showing up and he can do he can play with any line, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, after so we get towards the end of the season and um, COVID happens. Perfect. Everything shuts down. These AHL teams are like, um, you know, we don't know if we're gonna have a league. We don't know, you know, what kind of money is gonna be there. Like, none of these teams are interested in signing me at this point. So I'm like, you know, I had that first year, you know, and since after school, I've wanted to be in the ACHL or AHL, and yeah. now it's two years goes by. And COVID happens. I'm flying home. 
and I don't have a contract in the, in the AHL. I do. I do. I hooked up with an agent that okay. summer. <laughs> um. Anyways, so I called my media guy from Rapid City, and there was a guy who had a camera around all the time, just doing promotion stuff, like you know, on the jumbotron. When I they saw have those stuff. videos. He has Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen I think a couple he, good I think videos. He follows you too. Yeah, he's, he's a friend of the show. He's messaged us a couple times. I messaged him. I was like, if there's any highlights or anything of Brendan, can you do you mind sending them to me? And he sent us a couple because yeah, man, I was yeah. you know I was. I t- and I, I chat with him too. Like I just he he was putting good work in, man. He was like Rapid City is is a good organization, like top to bottom. Like anyway, so I called my play by play guy and I called him and I said, Do you guys think you could clip some of the stuff I did this year and send it to me? Like I'm gonna try to send those clips off to like AHL teams to see if, you know That's maybe, you know, maybe, you know, they see some couple you know, like me popping a hat trick and then Busting a guy up at center ice. Three like, goals and three teeth. You, you know? know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put in my bio. <laughs> Put on my tombstone. <laughs> Anyways, so sure enough, I get that video done, and I call and I talk to uh, Trevor Steinberg, friend of the show. Big fan of you. Big fan. Big, Big fan of him, man. Legend. And I call him because he's played in the NHL. He's from here. He's, his son's Matt. Plays a hard game. Love Matt. Um... And I just asked Steiny, like, do you have any friends, um, like, who are GMs, uh, coaches at the AHL level? And he was like, yeah, let me get back to you, sons. Um, <laughs> like, a couple days, late, couple, couple days go by, he sends me an email to uh, the head coach, Scott Gordon, in uh, Lehigh Valley, which is Philly's AHL team. Right. And I just shoot him a quick message. Hey, this is me. This is what I did in the ECHL. I'm going to play in the AHL next year. Hope it's for you. Here's a video. Check it out, please. I think the way you worded that was definitely the correct way to do it. <laughs> going to play, hopefully for you. Yeah. Like, if this interests you at all, get back to me. He was just like, love the video. Um, send it to my GM. Like, we'll get back to you if there's any interest. Take an initiative, man. I love it. Always. Love it. You kind of have to, though. Like, that's kind of the era we're in, too, right? Like, Well, you that's where I, dude, off. I've always, like, always been that way. Just like, mm-hmm. anyways, to finish that story off really quick, it's like, um, summer's going by and, um, like I get an email back, like, we're going to sign you, like, we're going to sign you to, it's like a AHL, ECHL deal, but it's an opportunity. Right. And I'm just like, man, like in tears, just like, I'm going to get an opportunity to like, see what I can do at that stage. Right. Which is like all you really need, but just take an initiative. Like that all started when I was back in junior playing with like, uh, Wiggy and Nosy and Bridgewater it was like, and I'm like 17, 18. And Jill's now getting recruited by schools, and we have a kid from he got traded from like out west to Nova Scotia, and um, like I don't even know there's junior A outside of the Maritimes, obviously. Yeah. Like I'm just playing, I'm still in high school, and this is just like we're you know I'm this is where I'm playing this year. This is fun. <laughs> anyway, so he's like, you gotta get to you gotta get to like uh, somewhere to get recruited to school, man. Like you can go play like D1 maybe. Like you're just starting to grow, like. Your baby face, like, you can play. So I – and there wasn't a lot of guys, like, when you're coming up, when I'm coming up. Like, obviously, like, um, like school, like, that wasn't an option, like, for you guys, like, going that no. way, right? Like, Never back, even knew back, it existed. Well, back in the day, it was just – just like, oh, we, the Moosehead's Q. Like, yeah, it's just, like, it's like Mooseheads are bust, right? Pretty much. I took the bait. Yeah. We all, <laughs> we all do. Fucking sick league. 
Anyway, so I'm like, now I'm like really, I got, I'm like interested now. Like I'm like, so I'm looking up schools and then I'm looking up the players and I'm looking up where they came from. And like, they're coming from like USHL uh, or like Oat West uh, Junior A. So I pick up the phone like that summer. I'm just like a 17 year old kid. Like voice hasn't even dropped yet. And I'm calling these head coaches like, hey, like I want to play. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> It's me. It's me. It's me, Sanzi. <laughs> I want to come play and go to school. <laughs> Anyways, so, like, I just, like, whatever team sent the most guys to school, that's who I called. I called, like, 20 teams, and, like, um, Fort McMurray was uh, the team that wanted to bring me in. So um, that's just kind of where it started on, like, you know, just taking um, taking ownership of your own shit. And, like, um, you know, I had to make those calls being your biggest fan like you said so i call you know i made that call and then i had a year out there right where it's like you wake up every day like is the is the full ride scholarship coming in today you know like that's hard on the head right waking up every morning like is today the game i get it right so like when i got my first offer there from alabama four years parents don't have to worry about me man like free education a chance to play against big big schools like i knew as long as i was on like in those games, doesn't matter who we're playing against. There's gonna be scouts there, man. Mm. If, and if you can show a little something, like, yeah, um, you know, they'll find you. So that was just kind of going back to taking initiative. And well, I want to, I want to keep, I want, I want to stay on the track of of taking initiative. When, you know, I, I know you were talking about Florida, and you're like, oh, oh, that's great. Like, it's not like the biggest stage, but like, you know, it's great. Like, I, I my goal is still to play in the NHL. But when, when I see your last game this year and you get a hat trick, you get a fight, and was there anything else? It was just a hat trick in the fight? Just that, yeah. Just yeah, just that. Yeah. <laughs> just a hat trick in the fight. And I talk about, like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was a big game. Like, you know, it was a big game. But, you know, you talk about the world of social media and things happening. And it's almost like you did take initiative of your own game and you stood out. How many guys are on the ice at a time? There's 20 guys on our 18 guys on a roster. You're the only guy, in my opinion, that stood out on that entire game leading into the next year, which is the 2021-2022 season, and then you earned yourself a contract. So, essentially, I want to know, what's your mindset of going into each and every game? Yeah, you might not be on an NHL level, but obviously that's your goal, and you're able to go out there, get three fucking goals, get a fight, and the next thing you know, the internet is Brennan Sonia, Brennan Sonia, Brennan Sonia, Brennan Sonia, who's this kid, what's going on? I want to know what your mindset is like in the dressing room before going out to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad we're moving into that. Actually, um, how about I just start from like the beginning of the season? And, okay. And, sounds like, good. But do you in, know the question? I'm, I like, do. Yeah. The mindset going yeah. in every night, every yeah. game. So, um, so once I got to Lehigh, um, you know, just like had my biggest summer. Like this is a, this is a huge year for me. Like I need to go in there and like make that team. Like, um because i'm on like an ahl echl two-way like if there's just too many guys like they can send me back or whatever anyways i go there have a uh good training camp i'm like sizing myself up to guys i'm like i could i can be on this like third fourth left line like left wing slot like that's kind of where i saw myself fitting in like feeling really good just working like working like a dog man like just trying to you know just trying to show something like guy like me you have to work so much harder you know just you know, for a little, just for a little, you know, you know, so anyways, my first conversation with my coach actually after training camp was Brennan and we're like, it's a COVID year. So we got probably 20 something forwards at camp, Fuck, you know, cause you have your NHL team, you have taxi. That's just carrying a few guys. Cause, um, in Philly, like Philly and Lehigh are so close. 
Like they'd rather have their guys in Lehigh playing games than on the taxi. So they're keeping well, yeah. a few guys on taxi, interchanging guys. So like I'm just kind of like one of the odd man out. Like there's 10 guys who aren't playing, but I'm just happen to be one of those guys. And my first conversation with the coach was Brennan, get with the trainers. Like, um, I'm not sure if you're going to get in. Uh, so just like get some extra work and like stay ready in case like, you know, guys get sick or like in Whatever. case, you know, in case we get a throw you in kind of conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's nothing against the coach. It's just literally the numbers and the yeah. contract. At least like, he told you. That's like, their job. Like the, co- oh, yeah. the coach is, you know, he's, he was a fan of mine and, you know, I have a ton of respect for Gordo. But, like, that was the first conversation I have, and that was just like a, you know, ugh, you know. <laughs> like a blow to you, yeah. A little bit of a blow, but yeah. we've taken many of those on the chin. <laughs> anyway, so I just, like, do what I say. I keep working hard. Um, I think, like, a few weeks in, uh, guys start getting sick. And I get in, and I think in my second game, I had an assist. I'm feeling really good. I'm playing f- I'm playing five minutes. But, like, I'm, those five minutes, I feel good. I'm like, I can compete, like, at this level. And, um... You know, like like you said, like your mindset going in, it, it has to be like there, there's just so much pressure. There's like a lot of pressure because it's like you're only going to get your five minutes, but you have to stick out. Or you're going to get less. <laughs> or, you're, yeah, or you're not going to be in, right? Like, mm-hmm. and what's it going to be? So, like, I think the second game I got an assist. I'm, like, fired up, right? I just got my first point. Like, let's build off this. Fourth game, got my first AHL goal. So now I'm like two points, four games. Like I was like, kind of like, it was kind of like the same deja vu of the year before in the ECHL now. And I'm like, what did I do after two months of this? I was in the all-star game. Yeah. Right. So I was like, we're building off this after my, after my first goal in that fourth game belly, I didn't play another game for a month and a half. Guys got healthy and guys came down month and a half, Of course. month and a half. (laughs) I didn't play hockey. Man, my stomach, like. My stomach just listening to this is just. You gotta talk closer to the mic. My stomach listening to this. <laughs> hey, but we we got back in. We got back in. It's like this. I got my back. <laughs> and like there was o- there was only like one thing to do once I got back in. And and we were fighting. Shed him. We were fighting. Yeah, one hundred percent. But it wasn't like I'm gonna chase everyone around the ice like I'm a heavyweight. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna play my five minutes, and if an opportunity comes to stick up for one of these prospects. I'm not like I'm not missing that opportunity, no. right? Like, you know, if I don't get a game, say if I get back in and I and I someone hits a kid and I don't step up, I don't play the rest of the season. I don't and I don't have a contract for the next year. So, um, in that fifth game, just this big mutant hit one of my prospects. Man, I just went after him, good scrap. Like, no one got hurt, and I got up from that. I was like, I could just see like, dude, the game's changing so much. Like, there's not a lot of jam. Like. No. I mean, there is like obviously, like we're watching the NHL playoffs. Like that's just a different product of hockey, man. That is so fun to watch, man. And I'm just like, I try to bring that kind of game like every night. But um, like that fight happened, man. That just like, and that just gets you so much respect, like from an organization, mm-hmm. like from your boys, from the coaches, and like, they're, like, and now they're looking at me like, because they didn't really know I could fight. That's also a dying breed too in the game, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think so. Yeah. If you do it at the right time, though, I think it's still acceptable. Oh, it's, it's definitely it's, still It's not just a role to go out and do it just to do it. If you do it at the right time, I think it still has a part in the game. Absolutely. It has, it has to be in the game. Um, but now they're kind of looking at me like, okay, Brennan c- can score. He can set guys up, and he can fight. Let's give him some more games. Let's see what happens. So, like, 
Yeah. So like same thing though, like limited minutes, but like playing well. Um, you know, I think I chipped in a little bit, and it's getting close to the end of the season now. And like I haven't had like that game yet. You know, that game where it's like, you know, I put a, you know, I had a Gordy or like I had a couple goals, mm-hmm. like nothing where they were like, okay, hey, we like absolutely need this guy. You know, like he's a good player. He's, um, yeah, he's sticking around. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I think I think the coach was like, yeah. Were you thinking that though? Sorry to interrupt you. Were you thinking, okay, I'm starting to show a little bit of improvement, but I don't think the coaching staff and the management are 100% sold on me. Were you thinking mm. that? Yeah. Okay. And I think I always am going to think like that, just, Which, just because yeah. of like where I've been. Like nothing. Like I have that chip on my shoulder where like I have to prove people wrong every day. Like that's got to be my mentality. So, anyways, um. Yeah, going into, like, the end of the season there, man, it's just, like, I start getting more ice time, too. I'm probably around, like, 10 minutes. I'm playing with, you oh, know, yeah. one of their young kids. Like, um, Zade Wisdom just got drafted there. Really good player of the OHL. And another kid, Tanner McMaster, he played, like, I think he came from the Marlies. And I'm just playing, like, with some of the best players I've ever played with. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just one of those nights, man, where the hockey gods were just kind of like, you know, you deserve this night. And they were just like, I don't think I was playing any different than I do. Like usually when I, you know, I get in, I have a few shots, I get good chances. Like every night I was getting chances, but this is just one of those nights where they were going in, man, I got a hat trick. And then I think, yeah, crazy. And then at the end of the night, like, um, that guy, he ended, he like that kid, like he speared our goalie. And then he took another, another one of my boys out. Like the guy you fought. Yeah. And then at center ice, I, che- I just checked him out and was like, yo, like you got to answer for those. Like, that's dirty. That's dirty. Like mm-hmm. it's time to, you know, it's time to answer. Like that's three strikes, pal. And he's look, yeah, he's looking at me like, fuck you, fucking e- ECHL. I'm just like, heard it before, man. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> like you're gonna fight? And he's just like, he wasn't fighting, but just like terrible ice awareness because like the next shift he goes and blows the, the kid up, and like I'm right there, like, <sighs> here, oh, yes, here we go. So that was it, man. That was like, like that was like the second last game. It was Patrick in a fight and contracts on the table. And the way you let off the ice with a little run, run down the hallway to the left. I was just, I watched that video and I saw you run down to the left and I was just like, I know exactly. He, that kid has the biggest smile on his face right now. And you just knew a contract was coming. You're like, someone's got to see this and go, what the fuck? Who's this? What's little, going on? Little marshy flex on the way off. Oh my God. What was God. the first thing I texted you? I was like, you're going to show the belt. Hey, little marshy flex. <laughs> And then everyone listening to the podcast right now, like I messaged him and I was like, look, Son, so proud of you. Awesome fight. Way to go. And then what Son, what you said back to me was, belly, we're getting closer. Yeah. And anyone that's listening out there, it doesn't matter what the hell you're doing in life. If you just listen to what this man across the table from me was talking about for what he just went through in the past four, five, six years to what that last game represents, what more do you need to hear in life? Yeah, man. Isn't that crazy? It doesn't matter what you're doing in life. So if, if it's 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 so true, man. It's like, um, and dude, that's like that's the best part of it for me is like, you know, when guys like you and like friends and family like it, or like guys I played with in midget reach out and they're just like, so it's like keep going, man. You know, like dude, like you know, like keep going, man. Like it's like that that shit just fires me up, right? Oh, like man. it's just everyone from back home going nuts. But yeah, like you said, like you could see, you know, I'm throwing my hands up, like, like adrenaline. We, yeah, just like we're really here now, type shit. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. It's like, everything coming into one. <laughs> like I'm here. The show now. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you see me ripping down the hallway, dude. That's because like 12 of the guys that like, um, 
that like for that month and a half, yeah. we were just practicing. You guys were on the practice squad or something. Yeah, and it's late in the game, so they're all now down at their press box, like down in the room, getting ready to like dab the boys up, like coming off. And it's like all my boys that I was practicing with all year are going bananas. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> they're going nuts. And oh, that's like, awesome. Yeah, we're just like, <laughs> hands are all busted up. Boys are jumping around. And it was literally jokes, man. It was jokes. What I do to have that on camera, just that whole scene in the dressing room. Oh, just, just like wearing like, a GoPro. Just the emotion, just the voice. Oh, oh man, dude. that is awesome. Because even like, if your yeah. adrenaline's starting to kind of wind down after the tilt, and you yeah. get down in the oh, tunnel no. and the boys are there, now you're yeah. you're just just as jacked. You're more yeah. jacked up now yeah. than you were. Did you, did you sleep at all that night, or were you just on social media looking? No, like, man. You just... Honestly, I didn't sleep much all year, you know? You know, just like all your last just 10 like, years, just like I'd call like tuna, right? Like if I knew like coming back after that fourth game and I knew I had to fight, like just going to bed thinking like, you know, I mean, you got to fight like shit like that. Like that's hard on the head, man. Like those true heavies, like, you know, which that like, that's what they do. Like that's hard. Like that's, that's tough nights, man. Just like knowing you got to fight. That's why, you know, when you bring both, like you're not expected to fight every night, you know, you don't have to go to bed sleeping like that. Don't but like <laughs> me, like breaking into these leagues, like you got to know, like you, like I have, like I have to have that on my head a little bit, but I just knew like once you get, once you score three and then fight, like when I go in next year, I don't have to think about that shit. Yeah, exactly. It's I, don't off to, your I don't have to think like if I don't fight right now, like I'm not going to play this game again. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I can just go in there, you know, continue on play, play my brand of hockey and you know, with, confidence in an, or, in an organization who I think is you know pretty big on me with like a lot of my friends now that you know I've met this year so like just mm -hmm. so excited about like you know just training the summer and then and then rolling in there for training camp hopefully going to main camp maybe getting some exhibition games and like true obviously we'll have fun with that well, it's interesting how you're talking about this, and this was probably one of the first times. I'm sure you, you still have to prove a lot, I'm sure, but it, it must be nice going into a camp knowing that, okay, I'm a known player here. You know, they know what I can bring to the table. You don't have to prove certain things. You, They know what you can bring. That must be a little nice going into it. Yeah, it's just it's so nice to have, like, some security, right? Yeah, Job exactly. security. Yeah, like, yeah. Which you haven't had, like, you know, full on in Ever. a few years it's, now, right? It's, it's the same kind of feeling, after, like, as, like, when I was going into school, right? Because, like, when I was in junior, you know, when I was, like, making calls to get out west, and then once I got out west, like, trying to get, you know, that, that scholarship, mm -hmm. like, once I had it, and then, like, it's just, like, that security of, like, you can have a summer of just, like, you can relax a little bit. You don't have to be worrying, like, every night, like, do I have a contract, you mm -hmm. know? Am I going back to the bank? Am I going back? Never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The bank is soul-crushing, man. <laughs> So oh yeah I'll go, I'll go, anything but hockey is I'll soul go, crushing in my opinion i'll go back with a couple duffels maybe <laughs> i got my bags <laughs> <laughs> i got my bags now <laughs> still got them yeah. i'm just joking but yeah i mean you can you know like i can after that night like you celebrate that night um you know it's like it's nice like it felt good to have but like the next day it's right back to work right it's like cool like you've you've done it on this stage but like what's next you know like there's more to chase you know there's more to prove only as good as your last game only as right? good as your last game and like to me like i haven't you know i'm just like getting started hopefully here like i haven't you know i have you know i haven't really done anything yet yeah well maybe to you yeah i guess but but that is the <laughs> mindset you need to have you, you if you want to get to the top sure. like if you want to get to the top in anything you do right it's like you know, you, like Belly said, you, you got to celebrate those small victories, 
mm-hmm. and build off those. But like, there's always something to chase. You know, there's always someone to chase. So that's that's also motivation is like just humbling yourself mm. and like just know that like. And pro hockey's such a a beast too, because like you you told him like six times in those few stories that you told about guys coming up and down and there's guys t- trying to take jobs and all this other stuff, right? So literally, if you don't have that mindset, you're just, you get too comfortable and then what happens, yeah. right? Even when you're playing at your best, sometimes it just wasn't going your way, which you notice. And now when you're seeing both sides of it, you're, I mean, it's got to be a little bit easier to be able to think, you know, after going through things, you know, experience is much more important than, you know, hearsay or what someone tells you, right? So now you're in the right mental state. You're like, okay, I know this feeling. Here's what I have to do. Yeah, that's that's just adversity, right? Like, yeah. and I've taken a ton of that, ton of that in my life. And and um, you know, when you when you go through that kind of stuff, and like you can and you can come out on the other side, like that, like that's such a good feeling. It's like you bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. You got through the mud, and like, and you know, you saw light when there wasn't much of it. And like that feeling is like once you do that kind of stuff, like then you feel like, you know, you're going to be hard to stop. It like it builds calluses in your brain. It's like when you're working a construction job for the first time and you're shoveling cement, like your hands are going to just kill. They're yeah. going to be you're going to go home. You're going to be sore. But you do that job a week, a month, two months. You're going to wake up. Your hands are going to be tough as shit. You're going to be shoveling that cement like it's nothing. It's the same thing with what you're going through. You being on the bus in Europe. You're building calluses. Right. You're you, you doing all those, you know, you're at dinner with your bags. What, where am I playing? What's going on? That insecurity of where am I playing next? Building calluses. Yeah. And to be able to be where you are now, your hands, your head, everything is tough. You're, you're ready for the journey that you're about to go on. And I like what you said. Like, I haven't done anything yet. It's just getting started. It's exactly the mindset you need. Mm. You talk to any single guy. You talk to McKinnon. He hasn't done anything yet. He's and looking he, for a cup. Still that, 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 that guy doesn't give a fuck about anything he's done. Mem cup, sure, great. He needs he needs a cup. It's, it's it doesn't matter what you're doing. That's what I love about this podcast, man. It doesn't matter what you're doing in life. Everything comes back to the same core values: work hard, don't give up, yeah, respect, have the some game. adversity, respect the the industry that you're in, and then the game will be good back to you. You've been good to the game. You've put your life into the game, and now the game is slowly starting to reward you. It's I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not like the you. I'm not gonna get deep, but honestly, there, there's man. there's an energy out there. That if you if you put your all your work and everything towards an energy, and energy will come back to you. That's all I'm gonna say. And it's it's proven itself time and time again. And just to hear everything you've gone through, it's it's kind of freaky. Dude, you gotta yeah, you gotta believe in that, like energy and, and frequencies and manifesting. You know, when you're chasing something, like chasing something like that, you know, you gotta you gotta think. You gotta see like you gotta you gotta have a plan and you just you gotta work so hard to like you know, just to, stay on it to create that, right? Mm. So, how'd you deal with doubt? I doubt myself sometimes. So, yeah, like, um, yeah, like doubt, you know, doubt, fear. Um, I think doubt is your friend, fear is your friend, because when you take that head on and come out the other side of that. Um, like that's just such a good feeling, right? Like, so you mean like your friend, as in like if you're willing to like take you it want, on, like you want doubt. Like if I go out there, like say I'm doubting, like say I got some doubt. I'm in the American League, right? Like, okay, probably lucky. Like everyone's looking around, like a 
guy like me, like lucky to be there, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of doubt, right? And you doubt yourself, but then like when you go in there and and you know you get a hattie, you bury a guy, like true, the doubt's gone, man. And like how, you know that like shitty doubt feeling you had, mm-hmm. like and now like you got through that, conquered conquered like mm-hmm. like that's a that's a crazy feeling right so basically it's like you know the the doubt and the fear is is what's really essentially mentally pushing you to to get to that next level because in your head you're going shit i don't know like i don't know i don't know and then all of a sudden you you face that you go head to head with it and then you get through it and you're like bring on the next Easy, doubt yeah exactly right? exactly it's like a yeah. stepping stone yes okay like that's yeah. familiar now right like you you like you're looking for that feeling yeah because yeah. you know like you know that's just like the start of what's great I never thought of it from that perspective. You're looking for doubt because doubt's just a problem. When you get a problem and you solve it, then it's in the past. I never thought of it from that perspective. Well, if you don't have any doubt, I mean, you're probably pretty comfortable at what you're doing, right? Yeah, that's a good point. What do they say? You got to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Huh. Grow up in Fairview. You'll teach. Grow up in Fairview. (laughs) How's how's your sister doing? Jill's doing good, man. She's in Montreal right now? Jill is in Montreal. They just put together that PWHPA. Yeah, baby. Yeah. She had a big app, too, I think, or maybe she didn't get the app on it, but I was watching, so Refy. Yeah, Jill. (laughs) (laughs) No, Jill went went large like she does when those games get on Sportsnet, and and she knows everyone back home is watching, but um, she's doing good. She's in Montreal, and I think they're going to centralize the girls here pretty soon because, dude, another Olympics is coming up. Right. I think in two years, so... Um, you guys know, like they centralize the girls for like eight months. I think they just have like just a grueling eight months of what do you mean centralized centralized is. So they send probably 30 girls Mm -hmm. out to Calgary and they have like a six, eight month training camp leading up to the Olympics. Okay. You know, you're away from your families, your boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, kids, you know, you're, you're grinding, right? Getting Mm. ready. And they did that before COVID and everything. Yeah, this yeah, is this, this is, is all, like, this has always been a thing okay, for, for the for the Olympic uh, for the Olympic girl girl athletes, right? Because they're all on they're all on salary from Hockey Canada. So like, you know, if they want to put them up for eight months and and train them, like they're working, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah, true. And but like you like you, it's so good to do though. Like if you can, like just like all that camaraderie that builds and like going you get to, to know your teammates, you get to know every everything about mm-hmm. them. Yeah, and then they go into that Olympics. So I mean, hopefully Jill, you know, makes that team. And then, you know, brings, like, the ultimate prize back home, man, gold medal. Like, Yeah, so we can all celebrate. You know, we got, we got a silver. But yeah, that's, that's, just, that's just a coaster at Dad's house. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe she's got a little bit of doubt and, uh, and they'll win, hey, since it's your friend and all. That's true, man. Jill's, like, Jill's, Jill's been left off teams, man, and, and we've talked. And, um, you know, we've played this game forever, me and her, so, like, it's just like she's so good to have too. Like mm. you know, your one of your best friends is your sister, and, and you guys are going through the same things. Going essentially. through similar stuff, right? Yeah. Like, um, so how how often would you guys communicate? Like, if you're ever feeling down or you're doubting or whatever, is do you guys like you know communicate on that stuff? Hey, I'm having an issue with this. Have you ever done this? Or is it just more of like, a, hey, how you doing? Just a little, almost like a sense of security, you know? It's more like, um, yeah, like we'll. We, yeah, we talk about kind of everything, mm-hmm. and like our paths like are very similar but so different. Like it's just like the men's game, the women's game. It's just so different. So we kind of have our own challenges, but like it's just nice to have like someone who you can relate to, mm-hmm. and um, you know that being blood and and uh, she's definitely been on the other end of a lot of 
you know, crazy phone calls and, and vice versa. Like um, she got left off a team uh, a couple of years ago, like one of the world championship teams. And, and she called me and Jill's always been like, uh, Jill's always been like the one, right? Like she's has been left off a lot of teams. So like to face something like that. True. So late in your career. Right. And I get that phone call. Like, yeah, like like we're not feeling sorry for ourselves around here right like mm. we're you know you got now you got something to prove like you got a ne- like you got a chip on your shoulder so like you know the next tournament we're in guess what we're going crazy tear it up we're going crazy yeah we actually had a twitter question from someone and they wanted to know what it was like to play with your sister at saint agnes junior high you guys were on the same <laughs> junior high team is that luke <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> how do you know that money <laughs> luke Monroe, what a weapon <laughs> um yeah, I mean, Jill and I grew up playing every year together. I was like, um, and Jill, like, Jill grew up on the, on the, uh, on the backyard rink and like the road hockey. She's like, she was playing with the boys, man. Like, she's just like, <laughs> if she didn't have a ponytail, like, <laughs> you wouldn't even know. Yeah. You wouldn't even know, man. She didn't, she didn't get no special treatment, man. She was, no. she was getting whacked and cracked, and and we were competing, man. So like, I mean, Jill plays that kind of chippy game too. Like, you know, it's just, just like. She's fun to watch, man. I'm so proud of her. Yeah, it's a great family. Everyone it's a great knows. hockey family story. Yeah, I and just like it. And it's literally, it's it's not even an, a story that's finished. It's being written. Yeah, it's a good know? point. It's a good point. Like it's a book in progress, yeah. essentially. Um, something that you've learned about yourself over these past couple of years. I know, obviously, you're great at going through adversity and things like that, and just pushing through problems. Just maybe one thing that you learned about yourself that uh, that you're maybe proud of. Um, just uh just to bet on yourself man like if you got you know if you got a a goal or a dream um you know you like you got to be your biggest fan and you just got to be willing to outwork everyone and um just i think just from what i learned from myself is that um you know you can you can really do anything like anything you want if it's hockey if it's you know business podcasts like if you guys you know you guys got a vision like um you just work for it man you got to believe and and you got to show up and and work your ass off every day and i think like with that work ethic and and you know something to work towards like you can get anything done at what you know at, at any level at anything yeah well, my next question was going to be advice for i guess that was kind of the same question but just advice for a guy who maybe i asked trevor steinberg the same question and he had a great answer, but like an advice for a third, fourth line guy, maybe on a junior team, college, whatever it was. What 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 would your be advice to? What would your advice be to the, a guy like that or a girl like that? Um, man, just like work on your game, like um, you know, work like if you're third, if that's your slot, like just work on your game and get better, get better every day, and like try to push for like whatever team you're on. Um, by the end of the year, like being one of the top players um you know just because like you fit in that role doesn't mean you can't like especially a young kid like mm. you're developing every year like mm-hmm. you're developing so much so like work on your skills work on your skating watch hockey um Listen interesting that's a gr- that's a cool answer yeah. watch hockey yeah find like what kind of players you want to shape your game around it doesn't have to be one like for me i watch like i got like 10 players that i love man i'm just like picking apart little bits right and trying to put that all together into like the brendan sonye brand so right. just like those little things and um and just like a crazy work ethic man like 
but that just comes with like your passion like if that's really your dream and you'll do anything for it like that's just second nature like you're gonna like you show up to the gym like that's not work that's just yeah this is it this is just like yeah necessary. you you love you love that grit like you love that you love being in the trenches working so that that just be some advice for those wicked for the young guys it's like you said belly too about the calluses on the hands right yeah. eventually Right, you you work out the first couple of days. You know it sucks. It's hard. You're sore. Blah blah blah. And then you're a week, two weeks in. You're a month in now, and you're and this is what your mind is trained on. Yeah. Right. This isn't. Oh, I got to go work. It's like all right, I'm going to work today. Yeah. Because you have something in mind now. For me, obviously, like I'm not just going to get up and work out for no reason, right? But it's like you said though. Once you get into that mentality or that mindset or that that groove, I guess that's when you really start to see the results, right? Yeah. And yeah, you got the hard part about working is like working out is when things aren't going right or like you're having some doubt, like going in the gym and working when you, when like there's the unknown, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like coming back from Sweden, working out before I go to a bank, like that's hard shit, you know, but you gotta like, you gotta see the light and know that like all this, like all this work is like just kind of like shaping you into like who you're going to be. Better human. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's all it's all gonna just kind of snowball and and uh, work out in the end if you just keep working. Like now, I can go into the gym, man. I love going to the gym. I love it, man. Going no in, going in there, like with some, you know, some of my best buddies who like we're all chasing the same thing. Like now, that's just like part. It's like my routine. It's just part of my day, mm. and like it's all just, you know, it's all good work. I love it. How much time are we at, dudes? I'm in no rush, boys. Oh, I know, like, I know. Hour 13? Are we hour 13? Hour oh, yeah, 13. I got a, you got a question because I got to use the washroom really quick. We're good, man. Like, Do you want to ask a question, dudes? Yeah, I got a few questions. Okay, give one. I did want to kind of, I don't know, this is kind of goes with the whole theme, I guess, but for when you're trying to deal with things like mentally and stuff like that, have you ever in the last few years tried to find something to do to like put you at peace mentally like obviously you know the fucked up people they were like i drink to deal with my shit but like i know a lot of people are big on like yoga and like breathing things is there anything like that that you do or do you just kind of just get it in your head and you just keep pushing forward like you always have um yeah you mean like a like a vice kind of yeah essentially like a vice or like i don't know so you learn stuff about yourself as you get older right like yeah you know, things, ways to cope with things. And, you know, obviously I think you've probably had a little more stress in this department than I have. Right. So it's like, I don't know, like, do you, are you a big deep breath guy? Do you, you know, do push-ups when you're stressed out or like, you know, something to just help? I guess it could be advice. Um, not necessarily like nothing where like, if something's going wrong, like I need to do yoga or something. It's just like, um, just like be consistent, man. Like every day, like get up drink your water man like stretch like take care of your body mm-hmm. just take care of your body like that's just gonna help your mind so much man like oh yeah and just like be just try to be like the healthiest version you can man go out like move your body like mm-hmm. like when i'm uh, when i'm getting active and i think it's not just like me being an athlete i think it, it's anyone just like getting a sweat like right. whatever that is like that just kind of like gets the squirrels out of your head and like true you know like the other day for example like i just went for a bike ride like with a couple of my buddies just like get out and move and like just like my energy just like changed completely like i was just coming off quarantine like i was stuck inside and just like that little bit of exercise like so that's probably it for me man just like staying consistent and and doing the right things right it is because at the end of the day at least i find with the business it is the little things it's a uh, 
you know, like finding that next podcast guest. That's like, believe it or not, it's work. You know, you got to DM guys, you got to line up schedules. You got to, it's, it's little things that allow you to get the big to, things. To, to get the big things and, and grow. And the, the, the word I liked that you used there was consistency and consistency isn't as easy as everyone thinks to be able to, to do the exact same thing each and every day. Who was it that said this? It was, it was actually Babcock who said it about Lindstrom in uh, Detroit He's like, the reason why Lindstrom is so successful and he's been successful for this amount of time is because he does the little things each and every day. Even if it's that oatmeal at 7 a.m., that stretch at 9 a.m., and then the the practice, he does it the exact same way. It's just like he does the little boring things each and every day that allow you to have a, I don't know how many years he was in the NHL for, but it was Lots. a long time. And it's 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 very true, but it, those little things are tough, man. Like, I'll admit, I'll, I'll wake up and... I know I should, you know, drink a gallon of water, whatever it is, take a run, stretch. And sometimes I say, no, I'm not doing that today, Justin. And you notice it throughout the day. You, you notice your mood. You notice things aren't right because you're not doing those little things that allow your mind and your body to feel free. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. But it is. It's true. It is 100% yeah. true. What are your plans for uh, the summer? My summer is... Um Let's leave working out. Do you have any like pl- like vacation plan, like golf or anything like that? <laughs> Obviously, we know you're gonna work your ass off. Yeah, no, I don't have any like big uh, big trips planned, but um, you know, I like you know after like obviously the training and all that stuff's taken care of. Like I like obviously golf with my buddies, mm. um, going for drinks downtown, man, on a Patio nice season, maybe. <laughs> on a nice Saturday sunny day down at the Goat, or going out for dinner, man, just seeing everyone. Like, yeah. um, that's, this is vacation for me, man. Like, yeah. you know, coming home, like we live in such a beautiful part of the world. Like, mm. you know, you don't really appreciate this place until you've left. And I get to come home for like the nicest months of the year and see everyone. And everyone's everyone, happy. Everyone's happy. Everyone's yeah. excited. And, you know, we're talking, you know, just catching up. Like, it's all good, man. Just so happy to be home. There's a good energy in this part of the world in the summer. June, July, August. Oh, great energy. I'm summering so hard this year. <laughs> oh, who isn't? After being on lockdown, quarantine. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. Oh, Everyone yeah. is, man. Play on. If play on happens, maybe I'll join. Who cares? You know, just get out there, do something. <laughs> if it has to it's do like, with running, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you you're the goalie, shit. buddy. You're the goalie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You ran your life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, st- you still got to run post to post, right? Stop in the dumps with the D, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Gonna run the other end when Belly gets buried. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sticking up for him. He he beat me up, so he could stick up for himself. <laughs> no, boys. I'm just the camera guy now. I don't play anymore. Um, are, speaking of that, are are <laughs> rinks even open right now? Can you even get on the ice? Um, I'm not sure if they're open. I know I know our gym's open, so I think um, I'm gonna take another week just to kind of chill out mm. and and um, relax and you know see some family and get organized and then get back to work in the gym and then hopefully towards the end of the month things start to open up and we jump back on the ice and yeah. and and get it popping. How do you feel right now? How's your body? Feels good, man. I was lucky, you know to be able to accomplish what I did in 16 games. Um, uh, didn't get banged up too much, man. Like, Especially the rough and tough style. Yeah, too, like right? those, you know, those games, those, those games add up, right? Like those scraps add up. Fuck so yeah. like no playoffs either. So got in there, played a few games, did well with it. And, and now we have an opportunity to go in, um, you know, next year and, and, you know, really get it going. And, and I feel brand new and very motivated and, and a ton of energy. So. Is there is there a plan for for next year, like going back to camp? Do they have a set date for when camp starts? Is I, um, I'm not sure. I haven't got any details really. I just got my training program sent over, so yeah, we'll just kind of go through those phases. And um, I mean, my trainer always like 
he includes like all Drake's workouts he gets from Ottawa and now I'm sure he'll throw some of some of Philly stuff in there and um yeah we just get to work man and then whenever that call comes whether I'm going to uh Philly main camp or I'm going to Lehigh's camp just um make sure I'm I'm healthy and and as strong and yeah. in shape as possible so who, who did Lee uh Lehigh Valley just hire their head coach LaPierre yeah, Lappy. they just hired. Yeah, they just hired Lappy, who's yeah. like. Uh, Do you know him at all? I don't know him personally. I know he was the assistant coach there in in Philly, um, and in Pittsburgh for a bit. Wasn't he in Pittsburgh? Was he in Pitt? I just maybe know. not. I think he played in Pittsburgh. Maybe. Okay, sorry. He, he, yeah, and co- he played in Colorado too. He's but tough. I know that. He played. He played in the Quebec League here, and um, yeah, like his. Um, yeah, his numbers. He's just like. Uh, I think he'll like my brand of hockey, man. He just he just seemed like uh, he just looked like in junior he had you know crazy points mm-hmm. and then always had you know penalty minutes and then once he got to pro, obviously like um, his minutes probably got shortened, but he was always you know be, he's able to produce like in the NHL, but also like um, produce in other ways, produce you know in in all ways. So yeah. like he always had a lot of pims. So um, you know me, I'm sure me and him will you know be right. good friends and hopefully you know go in there and and have a big season for him and mm-hmm. win a championship. What do you look for in a coach, especially a guy in your role? Do you like a guy to give you good direction? Do you like a guy to be honest with you? Do, what, what do you look for in leadership in a, in a coaching role? Um, I mean, a coach, like, I always just have so much respect for my coach and yeah. and just know that, you know, he knows stuff that I don't know about the game. And That's I'm just, you know, I don't look for, like, I need an iron fist kind of coach or I need, um, like, a coach who's, like, more of a mentor like um the coach is just going to be who the coach is and that's going to be a good hockey mind and someone who uh, wants the best for you so um you know for me and like that's like to me that's my boss like the coach is the boss yeah so just like show up and work and and be willing to learn i've always heard that there was a different coaching style compared to junior and pro because junior no one's getting paid everyone's there to get better but pro you kind of have to deal with personality and ego and guys that are trying to get on the power play because they want to get seen a little bit more do you notice a difference at all between the coaching style and pro and, and junior um i mean yeah i think uh i think in junior like junior coaches like I mean, I played tier two. I played junior A, obviously, before going to NCAA. So I think those coaches, like, you got 19, 20-year-old kids there. Like, it's more of, like, it's, like, uh, can be, like, a babysitting role, man. Like, you're yeah. there You're there to make sure these kids, um, obviously, excel on the ice, but, like, are also not getting in trouble off the ice, doing the right things. and <laughs> Right? So, mm. like, I mean, once you get to junior, or once you get to pro, like, if you're a player, like, that's your job. You know, that's your, that's your career. So, like, they know that you're taking care of your own shit off the ice so it's just like um when we do get to the rink like it's time to work it's time to get better every day and yeah. and um yeah that's probably that's probably de- the difference yeah. I don't know. it's more the business side of it too must be interesting you know it's, i've heard i've heard of things about ho- the business of hockey you know it's a great game shitty business you know sending guys down even though you don't want to but you have to because of cap reasons two-way <laughs> contracts that things like that yeah. yeah yeah i mean there's there's politics in hockey there's always has been even at that level politics i think in everything like coming out of you know people coming out of university with degrees i feel like um you know some people um you know get advantages coming out of coming out just like who you know or whatever it is politics right shit like that but at the end of the day like you're gonna get done whatever you're gonna get done on your own like you know don't be pointing fingers like 
yeah. if things aren't going well for you, then then take ownership and, and take a look and get yeah, you take a look yeah, <laughs> yeah. Start, start pointing thumbs yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, it's like, me. Don't be out here looking for tummy rubs. <laughs> yeah, like it's not. Yeah, there's nothing sweet about it. Yeah, uh, I'd go for a tummy rub right now. <laughs> feeling rolled down. <laughs> How you feeling, Belly? I'm good, man. <laughs> I good love pod, boys. I, lo- I love pods where you don't, you don't, you just listen. Good pods, you boys. know. You don't. I didn't even really ask a question. You just listen. You just go, "What's this guy got to say?" And it's <laughs> like, I love the fact that your whole year was documented. Like, I love the internet. Yeah. Like, I love being able to see things and while you're away, and now you're here, and I can ask you about them. Like, I, I just, you know, it just gets me jacked up. The, 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 I, I say it time and time and time and again, and I'm going to continue to say it. Guys and girls from Nova Scotia that are in the athletic world have, I know it's beat with a hammer, but that grit element is something that is not found. And just everybody. In, in, in everybody. Maritime and, grit. And I, it can't be taught. I no, don't think man. it can be taught. No, man. I love, I love, that, I love flexing the Maritimes on everyone too. They're just like, <laughs> some of them don't know where it is. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> where'd you learn yeah. how to fight? Argyle Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, he's joking. Uh, but it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. Like, um, you know, you grow up, we grow up here and like, it's so small. Like where we're from is so small and like, wow. it's a bubble, you know, like growing up, like the NHL, like everything outside of here just seems so far away you know like you grow up and you're like i want to play in the nhl but like how how like (laughs) right like that's just you know it seems it's a pipe dream honestly but like if i could tell like any young athlete and i can speak for jill too in the in the women's game it's just like man just like you can get out of halifax man and just like i can see it now just like the product that's coming up like Mm -hmm. is crazy is crazy and now that the opportunities are there right like everyone yeah. else is now working a little bit harder because it's there they yeah. can, it I can be the, done the knowledge is there i think like people look at your path people look at batherson's path just like different routes that people take in order to get to the dream there's no straight line from a to b there's different routes you got to go there's relationships you got to make there's agents that you have to be you're, you're your own agent sometimes you know there's, there's yeah. it's 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 just very cool to see the different paths of people taking and how it can be done because yeah. there, there's so many different ways there is and it's just nice now um like when we grew up i'm sure it's the same for you like really only like like sid would have been you know had probably like made it really big right like everyone was like mm. you know sid sid's from here and he made the nhl and he's you know the best in the world but now it's like you have so many guys that are um like breaking into the nhl like drake and like there's just so like there's so we have so many players that are that are going to be pros here in the next like five years from Halifax that it's like it's it's pretty special just because I'm sure now like these kids are looking up to you know not just Sid and and Nate and Marshan they they can also look up the gridiron game you. <laughs> I mean oh, yeah. maybe someday but like you know Drake and all these other guys that are coming in that you know played junior A and then went to the Q and then from the Q went to World Juniors and now he's in Ottawa like and it's not just Drake like there's a ton of guys and and all positions and it's pretty special man awesome the thing for me Sons right now is when we said like yeah like they're looking at you I know you want to be humble about it and I get that but it's like how many guys do you think are sitting in the fucking junior A league or whatever going you know <sighs> I've seen Sons do it, or I've seen such and such do it. You need that next step. You need that next opportunity. But how m- there's so many of those people, especially here, 
that are sitting there going, okay, well, this is actually fucking doable. Like, I've seen guys do it instead of going, like, when we played. Like, when I played, it was like, I didn't know there was Junior A any, anywhere else. Right. Nor did I care at the time, right, because you're playing with your buddies. But you're sitting there and you're going, okay, like, you know, I got something here. It can be done instead of going, well, I haven't seen it done before. Yeah, so exactly. It, right? Yeah. So it's like, how am I supposed to do this? Like you said, yeah. it's a pipe dream. How the yeah. fuck am I supposed to get there? But now they see it, right? So there is people that are going to be looking up to you. Yeah. Maybe they're not six, seven, eight years old. But it's still somebody. Man, you'd be surprised. Man. I know there is still some of those, but I'm still saying, like at junior A too, like in your mind you're thinking, okay, like I got to take the next next step, or it's nothing, right? Like so, when you see other people do it, like I know if I seen you do it when I was playing junior, I'd be like, okay, maybe I'll work a little harder. Well, I think the thing you're talking about is like the age thing. Like I remember being at 20 and be like, if I'm not playing pro by 21, it's over. Yeah. Mm. You know, and like I know that was a big problem because junior mooseheads, it's 20 and. And you're lucky to play at 20. You know, it's like, and that mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the route. You can go the college route and play to your 24, 25, and then go pro. Yeah. And I think that that's the information I think that people need to be Very receiving true. from whether it's their parent, their agent, you, people that have done it before. There's mm-hmm. just, there's information out there of, of routes you can take. Yeah. So when I was um, coming into midget, you guys were on the max. I think I was coming in for a first year and um, Kirk released me. He was just like, you're too small. Like people are just going to take liberty on you and probably kill you <laughs> like Kirk i was like 411 four. that's correct just honest just <laughs> like oh, four yeah. Eleven. Yeah. um anyway so like i played whatever it was high school and um just going back to like people you know if someone can draw inspiration from you know taking you know the road less traveled there's a kid um his name's dave gangnong oh i know who you're talking know about i'm talking about yeah you know what i'm talking about no this, ki- this kid played high school hockey mm-hmm and now he just signed a full ride scholarship to play D1. Yep. And like you got to think that Crazy. like a guy like Dave maybe when he was in high school and his his best buddies are playing major junior or playing major midget and getting drafted in into the queue and playing 16 17 that maybe that kid was like well um okay. you know Brennan Sonny played high school and then played junior A and then then he went to uh, U.S. college, and yeah. then he went to an NHL camp, and now he's in the AHL. Like that's what I mean, you know. So like, I mean, if kids, if you can draw inspiration from anything that I've I've said, um, just yeah, just know like the sky's the limit. But like, you you gotta you gotta have you gotta work, man. It's you not know? easy. Like yeah, like it's not easy, but nothing good in life is. So True. so if that's what you really want to do, um, it's doable, and um. Yeah, just chase your dream, man. Awesome. Um, last question, or just what are you doing the rest of the day? Like, we covered pretty much everything. What are you doing the rest of the day? Love asking that question. Um, I'm just getting organized, man. I got I got some, uh, just some boxes to check, and I'll probably go see my old man and nice. Yeah, have another coffee or just you know just go see some family, man. It's been it's been a lot. Uh, it's been a long year, so it's just nice being home and awesome. and seeing everyone. Well, Sons, man, you're the man. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate this. Thanks, fellas. Awesome. Anyone uh, listening, I'm sure you can take inspiration from this episode glad we could provide it glad you could tell some stories mm. dudes good to have you back good to be back it's gonna be a great summer everyone head out to osprey ridge golf course and that's pretty much all i got to say trying to be sign. there yeah <laughs> all right boys and right, girls guys. everyone we're out peace